The uh, Gary Danson Report is brought to you by the U.S. Army. Join the team that makes a difference. And by Mavis Discount Tire. Save on tires at Mavis Discount Tire. All right, here we go. Gary uh, is obviously the college football guy for the SEC on CBS. He will Saturday see uh, see Alabama as they take on LSU. Uh, That's the... And then the other game they have is South Carolina and Georgia. So you get to see the two teams... At the top, Georgia and Alabama, although Alabama is better, but right now they're the two teams. And Georgia's actually number one right now because of, uh, you know, their performance. And Notre Dame's in the mix because their one loss was to a tight game to Georgia. So they're in the mix right now. Gary, welcome. How are you? Uh, well, I don't feel like much of an expert because my first prediction of the year was that Notre Dame was going to go 6-6 six and six this year, and obviously I am wrong. Yeah, right, but so. they still have a lot of games to play against tough teams, too. So, you know, but you, they're you, better than I thought. Yeah. You know, okay. they, yes, they do, have an, they, they do have an impressive schedule. And um, actually, I had to do a, a, a report for our, our uh, website at CBS, and I did find the initial... I don't really give much credence to these initial rollouts. It's, it's a lot of his entertainment value, you know, coming out right. this year. But I do think this initial standings by the committee is very interesting because of Notre Dame. That, because the committee has signaled very clearly that they believe the best one-loss team in the country is Notre Dame. And that puts the committee in a really strange spot because, of, as you mentioned, Notre Dame's schedule is very strong. And if they don't get upset, if the chalk holds, they have a problem, I think, in two areas. One is, even if Georgia does lose to Alabama, let's suppose they run the table like they'll be right. favored to, right. how do you move Georgia below Notre Dame? Very hard since they beat them in South Bend. You got it. And then what do you do with Notre Dame if you've got them third now? And they might have arguably the toughest schedule out there of the one-loss teams remaining. How do you ever move anybody ahead of Notre Dame at number three? So that means you got the SEC with two teams and Notre Dame with number three, and you've got four other conferences fighting for one spot. And that's where I think the committee has put themselves in a tough spot right here. Let me ask you this. Uh, this is off the beaten path, but I'll ask you anyway. If I were, if I were Ursa in Indianapolis, I'd beat a path to Ann Arbor and think maybe Harbaugh's disillusioned and I can get him to go coach Luck in, in the pros, and I can win a Super Bowl with him. Do you think Harbaugh, despite how much he's being paid, I know he's being paid a fortune, do you think he is disillusioned with the whole Michigan thing and the whole college football thing? I don't know, but I think it's a natural connection that you have to make that call. I think if you're Indianapolis and you don't make that call, and you find out later that Jim Harbaugh says, well, they never called me. I mean, of course I would have taken that call. The chance to coach Andrew Luck, I recruited him to, or I coached him at Stanford. I'm not quite sure if he recruited him there or not, but I know he coached him he there. He coached him, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he actually recruited him. No, I he might not, he but he did, he did okay. coach him, though. Exactly. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't make that call, how can you uh, be doing your job if you're in Indianapolis? I don't know if he's taken it, but I have to have Jim Harbaugh say no first. Gotcha. I agree because, you know, look, that it's gotten tough for him at Michigan. He hasn't done as well as we thought he would do. Now, he's had the injuries. He's had some problems at quarterback. Right. But I thought he'd be better than this. Well, I actually think he's positioned pretty well. He had a, a more of a 
Brady Hoke and the staff before did a, a little better job recruiting than people gave him credit for. And when you walk into a place like that, you know, you can't uh, bench juniors and seniors that are ready to play. And I thought Jimmy did a good job with them. I mean, he could have beat Ohio State last year. That play could have gone either way at the end no of that question. fourth down play. No okay, question. so I, I, I thought he did a pretty good job. And you have to play those guys. I mean, they had a lot of them taken in the NFL. And I think everybody knew that this was going to be a transition year this year. And then to lose your quarterback, if I was a Michigan fan, I would not be disillusioned at all. They've done a great job recruiting, and I think they're primed to be a, a contender for next year. And okay. sometimes that's how it is. You know, I mean, uh, he did not take over like when Nick Saban took over Alabama, where everybody knew his first year was going to be a rebuild, and he got to go it in year two. When Jim took over, they had a pretty good football team uh, and and just needed a Jim Harbaugh coaching offense to make a, a change. So, uh, yes, it has not been quite what everybody thought, but I think it was a natural that this year would be the down year. All right, two things about the – one about the SEC, the other both sure. in the same state. Number one, do you think Jimbo, Jimbo Fish is in trouble at Florida State? And number two, who coaches Florida? And do we see the number one candidate, and we all know who he is, does he descend on the Sunshine State? I assume you're talking Chip Dan Kelly. Mullen. Chip, oh, Chip Kelly is your number one guy. Yes. Um, okay. Jimbo Fisher has an unbelievable buyout uh, uh, numbers because of the LSU flirt uh, a year ago. Um, I, I would be shocked if Florida State would give up on Jimbo Fisher this way. Okay, fast. I don't I, think so either, but I wanted to ask. <clears throat> right. Uh, Number two, um, do you it, think it's – you think it's it, now you've heard Chip Kelly at Florida. You've heard Mullen at Florida. You think it's more Mullen than Chip Kelly, or you think it's more Chip Kelly? Um, I will say I, I, I do think one of the hurdles that Chip Kelly has is that in the SEC he has to get uh, an, a sign-off from the commissioner because of past indiscretions, show cause. So I think there is a hurdle. I assume he could get that. You think they'd give him to. the job, right? You think they would they clear him, right? You think so, right? Yeah, I, um, I don't know. I just know how important it is for Florida, you know, now to make the choice. And Scott Strickland was the former Mississippi State Athletic Director. He did not hire Dan Mullen. Right. But they've worked closely together at Mississippi State. Dan coached there before at, under Urban Meyer. He knows the landscape. Um, Dan makes a lot of money, and obviously, uh, to make that move, he's going to demand a lot more. Uh, I, I, and, in, and in Scott Strickland's press conference, he said that he wants Florida football to be fun again. And, you know, I mean, we all know what it I mean, it was fun and gun with Spurrier, and it got to be, I called their offense the three-and-done offense, and that's what it's been now for three years at Florida. It's been tough to watch. And how and, tough uh, is it when they say that he wouldn't even take Spurrier's calls? Um, there's been different stories about that. I, I don't know if I would buy that. Uh, I, I know uh, Doug Nussmeyer, their offensive coordinator, and I've heard that he and, and Steve has have talked about protections and, and throws and routes, and I'm not sure if that is 100% uh, okay. accurate. Uh, but, but I will say um, it's not even close to what Florida fans look at in their mind's eye of how they want to play offense. I mean, the state of Florida is filled Loaded. with wide receivers Loaded. and quarterbacks going everywhere and why they're not going to Florida and making an impact at Florida. It, uh, the, the Florida fan has had enough, so they have to hire an offensive guy. 
I think the names are the names. It, it's going to be Mullen, Chip Kelly, um, uh, Fuentes at Virginia Tech, although he's new, Scott Frost at UCF, Rich Rodriguez at Arizona. It's going to be a guy who can put points on the board. Not sure which one it'll be, but I, I'm pretty sure they're not going to go. I, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to go with a spread type uh, offensive-minded uh, football coach. Interesting. So a lot of change there. But uh, are you surprised by Georgia this year? Yes, um, I, I thought it would take. Uh, listen, one thing is <sighs> Georgia's always had great talent. One of the frustrating frustrating things for the Georgia fan is. We have great talent. We've got a bunch of guys going to the NFL. How come we can't play at the high level that Alabama plays at every year? Now, Mark Ricker was able to win nine or ten games, but he couldn't win those 11, 12. Never won the big game. He never won the right. big game. Right, and, and, and there was a decision made with all the great talent that is in Georgia and a go-to-play at Georgia. Why can't we be uh, contending for a national championship? Last year's team was not typical. I thought it would take two years of rebuild. Um, but, you know, this young quarterback, Jake Fromm, for him, and I remember us doing this interview about him going to play in South Bend under the lights in that venue, and I said, I'll believe it when I see it. And that has turned out to be, with that win, the biggest win in college football this year. I know some people think it's Ohio State over Penn State. Some people think it's Oklahoma over Ohio State. But all things considered, when you look at Georgia – at number one, and Notre Dame number three, the biggest game in college football was Georgia beating Notre Dame in that second game of the year. No question. Uh, it impacted both dramatically. Uh, we're talking with Gary Danson about college football. Alabama is still the class, despite what anyone might say about the rankings or anything else. They're still the a team to beat. But now Ohio State has got themselves right, right back in the mix. So typical Urban Meyer. Now that game wasn't easy, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, and it didn't look good for a while. But that was some fourth quarter they put together. Well, I, I listen. I've watched a lot of championship teams here in the SEC since uh, I entered this league in 2006, and I was fortunate enough to do a few Big Ten games. Uh, back in the day when Penn State and Ohio State and Michigan and even the dames that Brad and I did and, and Brent and I did with Oklahoma and uh, even when we did a few West Coast games, there are always two or three games a year where a championship team has to make those pressure win games. Uh, remember the uh, holy Buckeye when Ohio State beat Purdue and Craig Krenzel threw that fourth down pass to get into the yep. championship and yep. they ended up beating Miami. I remember Miami winning a championship with a fumble recovery from Ed Reed against Boston College, where you have to just make clutch plays. Alabama has done it repeatedly, including two big wins against this LSU team that they're going to play Saturday night, where A.J. McCarron or Greg McElroy made a clutch drive at the end of games. So, yes, Ohio State made the clutch plays under pressure at home when they were down and my pick, I didn't think it was going to work out, but I think J.T. Barrett just vaulted himself back into this Heisman race. I don't think there's More any question. I don't think there's More any question. Power to him. He's been criticized. There were even a lot of people thinking they should bench him, and Urban Meyer stood up for him and said, he's our guy. And I give a lot of credit to those Ohio State Buckeye guys. And that shoe, under all the pressure with those fans there, they made the clutch plays, and that's what champions do. And that's why this initial standings are so interesting. If no one can pass um, Notre Dame, should they win out? 
What do you do with Ohio State, who lost to Oklahoma? What if Oklahoma wins out? And what do you do with Clemson, the defending national champions? Should they win out? This year, I believe that this committee is praying for upsets down the stretch because right now they're in a precarious uh, situation of what to do with this Final Four playoff. I think you're right. It makes it fun. It could make it really crazy. Unless I don't they're think on a... one of those teams, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no question it, about unless it. Unless you play for Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State. <laughs> it, but, I mean, just think about it. If the chalk holds, only two of the five major conferences could be represented in the Final Four. That would be very tough. And I dare the committee to have a championship and leave the Big Ten out. And I, I, I'd be shocked. And I know that he sat out last week, but, you know, Bryce Love threw himself. He's still in this race, too. I mean, any guy who's going to average uh, 10 yards a carry, I got to put in the mix. I'm sorry, okay? If he's going to average 9.9 well, a carry, I got to look at it. You know, that, I think 9.9 a, a carry. Yeah, I, I think he might make it there. I don't see Bryce Love winning it personally. If you know, if they had won the championship of, of the Pac-12, but it does not look like that's going to happen. So, I, I think it'd be. Uh, I I think he's a he's a deserving football player, but it's a little tougher for a West Coast guy to win it anyway. It is, but a two thousand yard back, you always got to put in the mix. That's for sure. And he, I agree. He, and, and let's see if he is. He sat out the last game, which hurt him. He sat out the Arizona State game that hurt him. So we'll see what happens. But his numbers are insane. I mean, the guy's averaging nine point nine a carry. I mean, it's crazy. And, and and he does it with a more conventional type of offense. He is, uh, by the way, uh, carrying the ball when the tail when when they run the ball for. Oh, I have the notes here. I believe when the uh, running backs, the rush attempts for Stanford, he is getting sixty percent of the rushing attack for Stanford himself. So he's getting sixty percent of the carries for the Stanford football. Unbelievable! Game. All right, so Alabama is still Alabama. Georgia is in a good shape, uh, and yep. then Notre Dame. You know what? The schedule is brutal, and I'll tell you. You know, if this game Wake is a, is in South Bend, so they're going to win. But I'll tell you, Wake isn't even bad. So you know, Wake just beat Louisville, so they're not even a bad team now. No, I know, and then, and then of course a week from now that they, they, you know the primetime game will be uh, against uh, you know Miami, and that and if you know if it if it holds with Notre Dame with one loss and Miami undefeated, that that will be a, a great primetime uh, viewing audience. You think Miami's ready to beat uh, Notre Dame, or do you think they're up to that challenge? I think yet? they have the athletes. I think they have the athletes on defense that can bottle up uh, uh, this Florida offense, similar to the way that Georgia did. Now, can Miami score enough? I'm not sure, but it, I could see a low-scoring game similar to the way that Georgia beat Notre Dame, 1917, something like that. I could see that, yes. Well, you know, they're going to have to win at Miami. They're going to have to win at Stanford, which will not be an easy game either. Right. And, and right. then Navy's always tricky. I mean, you know, they should beat Navy, but Navy's always a pain in the neck for them. They get them in these crazy games. They do. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. I mean, I, I respect, obviously, the, the Navy football team, but watching Temple dismantle them last killed them. night. Killed I, them. I think that that, that was surprising. That, that was surprising. Yeah, I, I think that's a game Notre Dame will win this year. I do agree with you with Stanford and Miami. Um, but hey, this you know this team. The reason I like this Notre Dame team is they power rush it. They they they're not a finesse football team. This is you know I, I thought it was Everett Goldson in their what 2012 team was that what it won that the, yep. they were there in the championship against Alabama. I, I figured they would have problems. You know if, if with Golson wasn't a good enough passer, and they couldn't physically match up to to Alabama. Now, this Notre Dame team is very talented on the offensive line, and they run the ball between the tackles. Uh, Brian Kelly's done a nice job with this team.
All right, we'll talk next week. Thanks, Gary, very much. Got it. Thank right, you. Gary Danielson, a lot of stuff going on in college football, and it's always more interesting if Notre Dame is in the mix, and they are this year. Back after this.